Welcome back to She Can Talk the Podcast. I am your host, Colleen, aka Gangali MC on Instagram or Colleen Eat Wings if you're looking for the food and I'm eating or tasting lately. If you want to see what I'm trying, you can try it out too. Um, or you can go to my website, Doe Records, D-O-E records.com. You can keep up with the latest and the greatest. I'm going to tell you some tonight of what I've been up to, but, um, you know, for more detail, you can go up there as well as you can just tune into She Can Talk, the podcast. We're here every Wednesday for you all. So I'm happy that you're tuning in. Thank you all for checking in. Happy, uh, oh, can't even say it. <clears throat> Happy Veterans Day. Let me start again. <laughs> Happy Veterans Day out there to everyone, all the vets. You know, I have some veterans in my family, you know, so shout out to them. Shout out to all of you all out there that have family and friends that are veterans. If you are veterans yourself, salute. Today's your day. I know we are all coming off of a long election weekend or a week, I should say. It was like the Super Bowl of elections for us to finally get to where we are. Congratulations to the winning president-elect Biden and vice president-elect um, Kamala Harris. A job well done, I should say, but um, I will leave it at that. You know, I don't like to get into politics or, you know, put my personal opinion in there, but it was a long week like a wrestling, I don't know, like a WrestleMania or something. I don't know what you want to call that, but it was crazy. But I'm happy that it's over. I'm happy that we all made it through. Yay. I'm happy that we are here another week. Yay. We are on episode nine of She Can Talk, the podcast. Yay. <laughs> so, yes, I'm a little hype or whatever. I've been drinking water, so that's why you hear me over here, like, swallowing and clearing my throat. I'm over here drinking some ice cold water. I should have done that. You know, I should have drank some room temperature water. So I apologize about that. But I'm here with you all. And, um, yeah, I'll try to keep my clearing the throat to a minimum this evening. But um, how are you all out there? How are you doing? This week, what's been on my mind... Um. Well, before I go any further, I have to tell you about my week. In addition to WrestleMania slash the elections that happened, I was Friday feature on BTRToday.com and BTR Today, the podcast on Friday. Yay. Shout out to crazy DJ Bizarro. Ow. Shout out to the whole staff over there at BTR today for um, giving me an opportunity to be a part of their live at home studio performance. Yay. So what I was able to do was pretty dope. Bizarro hit me up. I was like, hey, do you want to do like a performance at home? Do you want to like, are you, you know, can you do it? I was like, um, yeah, why not? So he was like, oh, I bet, you know, he was like, I'm gonna have some people reach out. I'm going to send you over, you know, your information over. Next thing you know, BTR reached out and said, hey, we think, you know, you'll be a good fit. A good segment would be dope. Bizarro interview you and um, get you doing a performance at home for our live at home studio series. So I was like, or live at home performance series, I should say. So I was like, yeah, I'm definitely down with that. Let's let's do it. So shout out to Colossal because Colossal TV, of course, filmed it. We filmed that here at home in the studio. And um, yeah, we was able to put that up for you guys. So I was pretty hyped about that. And you can go over to BTR, it stands for Breakthrough Radio, but BTRToday.com. And um, look up, like, I guess, the performances or the live um, live at home performances series. And you should be able to see it. It was like last week's episode, last week Friday. So I was so grateful and so hyped. I've been like on Cloud9 ever since that. Yay. Then in addition to that, just like... um. I just want to say thank you to like all the bloggers, all the, you know, people that have been um, posting and sharing and like loving the video and just loving everything that I've been doing and like um, not only showing me the love, but, you know, showing me the love by sharing it and showing me the love by like letting people know. Because, you know, my motto, if you like it, tell a friend, if you don't like it, tell a friend. And I am seeing that, you know, definitely come to fruition where people are telling friends and people are sharing it with friends. So thank you. Thank you once again. I am appreciative and grateful. Once again, thank you to DJ Bizarro, as we call him, Hollywood Baz or Crazy DJ Bizarro. Hey, you know, shout out to you for the dope ass interview. Yo, it was like so much fun because, you know, he's a friend. Like, you know, saying Bizarro and I, you know, is a good friend of mine. And then for us to talk and have this interview really just felt like we was having a conversation. You know, like I'm just talking to you, you know, telling you some stuff. <clears throat> 
But he got some really good wacky stories out of me, some um, interesting stuff. Some of it I share with you in episode one of the story of La Esmeralda when I was giving you a breakdown of myself and um, as far as like where I'm from. But um, other other of it, you know, it was just like funny stories. It was a little interesting. So I don't want to give it away. I don't want to like do a spoiler alert. I really would like you to go over there because you can check out the performance. I do Morning Sun, which is off of La Esmeralda. I perform that at home. So you can see that performance up there, as well as you can check out the um, interview with me and Bizarro talking and just, you know, having, a, I think it's like really one of my favorite interviews that I have done recently because it felt like I was just talking to a good friend, you know, so it felt really good. It felt really positive. The energy was just fun. So yeah, check that out and tell me what you think. You know, my motto, if you like it, tell a friend. If you don't like it, tell a friend, you know how we do. So yeah, so it was pretty cool. It was pretty fun. So once again, if you didn't catch it, you can, um, do, okay, let me rewind. One of the easiest ways for you to catch the performance, like a direct link to it, or just like a direct link to the feature page, I should say, is you can go to my Instagram, which is Gongali MC, G as in George, A-N-G-A-L-E-E-M-C. Okay, so you go to Gongali MC, and you know, right there at the top in the little bio area, it's gonna say a little arrow, click here, click on that it's going to be my link tree and right at the top is going to say like radio interview click on that it's going to be the performance it's going to be the podcast interview and you'll just get all of the content in one shot so yeah i made it really easy for you guys so just go over to my instagram and you don't have to like search in case i know i talk fast you mean you know my cause you rewind the tape or rewind look the tape old school but you know rewind the podcast but you don't have to do it just go over to my instagram go over to my bio link and in the link tree at the very top, the most recent one should say radio interview. Click on that and you'll get a chance to not only hear the radio interview, but catch me in the live in-studio performance for BTR. Hey, I got to get hype again on that. I was so proud of us on that. Like, you know, shout out to Colossal TV. And once again, thank you, Bizarre, for having me on the show. It was really dope. So, yeah. So this week, some of the content that I've been thinking about, honestly, I'm not going to stay long with you because I'm kind of jam packed this week. I have, um, a couple of other things that I'm doing for, um, you know, like interview wise with other people, as far as myself and my, you know, La Esmeralda project that I just dropped. So I'm going to have a short one this week. I do apologize, but I do love y'all and I'm going to be well prepared. I just didn't want to not check in, you know, so I still wanted to like send a little shout out and a little love your way. But, um, listening to the BTR interview that I did with Bizarro, it just made me think like, you know, I really do have lots and lots of stories that I can share. Funny, some are like scary, some are sad, but you know, still in all stories, I'm not going to hit you with like a whole roller coaster of emotions. I try not to try to always keep it light, but I do have some stories that, you know, I can share, you know, funny or not, you know? And I was thinking about that, like, yeah, that is kind of interesting. Like, um, yeah, so I was thinking about, I'm going to start bringing you a segment where I'd be like, I don't know, I don't know what I'm going to call it yet, but it's going to be like Ganga's, Ganga Tales or something, you know what I'm saying? Like, where I come and I tell you like a little story or whatever about something that have happened to me or something I've experienced more than likely be music related because 90% of them are. And, um, yeah, we'll take it from there. But, um, I don't know if I'm going to do that this week here. This week, I don't know, I just feel like still keeping it lighthearted because we had such a rough and intense, intense week last week. I know I did as far as, like, and I wasn't really, like, the one that was on edge, like, sitting there staring at, um, you know, CNN every day or trying to, like, keep up with the election numbers every day. I was over it, you know what I'm saying? And I, actually, at the end of the day, it would be, I would have to, like, do a whole nother show that would probably not be aired you know to really voice some of my impartial opinions or my unpopular opinions and I don't want to go there or make it seem like oh I don't like you know this or that but um yeah you know I don't know I just keep my opinions to myself so I don't really I'm, I can say I'm not really one that's on the train of every day I'm looking I gotta keep up with what's going on you know what I'm saying I'm more of a focus on like you know making sure that home is good you know so that's what I've been doing lately. I've been like making sure home is good. Really what I've been doing is preparing for the Thanksgiving holiday. I don't know about you guys, but um, uh, um somebody hit me up not that long ago. I was like, hey, you know, I need you to settle 
the debate for me. Is it too soon to create the Thanksgiving menu? Now, it was last week, Monday, that a friend of mine hit me up and asked me this. And I was like, the irony of life. I literally was in here making my menu or talking over, like, what we're going to have or what should we have with Colossal. And he was joking me like, babe, you're not even telling me what we're going to have for dinner tonight. You're focused about what we're going to have three weeks from now, you know, like joking me, whatever. I'm like, no, but it's Thanksgiving. And honestly, I just feel like really more appreciative of the holidays this year because 2020, as we all know, has just been a roller coaster of wackiness and craziness. So, you know, I just want to definitely be able to be appreciative of times and celebrate with family. And honestly, I'm not celebrating with family. I'm celebrating with my immediate family that's in the house with me, but I'm not going to be inviting friends and family over like I normally would because of these COVID times. I want not only my friends to be safe, but I want want my immediate family my household to be safe you know so but still in all I'm gonna make the best out of it and I'm going to um make a nice menu so I was going over different things like we should do this we should try this you know because we always try to try something different like you know is we'll do something traditional but sometimes we won't you know so like what are we gonna do like last year I had um Cornish hens with raw rice stuffing you know instead of having like a turkey and a whole bunch of you know sides or whatever we kind of kept it simple we did have some sides of course we had like um well we probably also well not probably but we did also have like you know some traditional jamaican stuff like oxtails rice and peas you know stuff like that but then we did have like vegetables then we had like salads you know but i don't mean to ramble on about last year's thanksgiving menu but a friend of mine in the midst of me getting joked by Colossal about, like, you know, trying to plan a menu. Like, what should we, what are we going to do? What are we going to eat? You know what I'm saying? Because I'm trying to figure out what I need to get my mind prepared around of getting ready to cook, you know, for Thanksgiving. So he's joking me. And then my friend is like, uh, settle the debate for me, please. Is it too soon for the menu? Because hubby's over here. I was like, wow. They went to the same school, obviously, because I'm having the same conversation literally as we speak. So I pose a question to you all. Like, how soon is too soon to think of the Thanksgiving menu? You know what I'm saying? Like, I know, for example, with Caribbean people, my um, grandmother used to soak the raisins in red wine because she would make rum raisin cake or raisin cake for the holidays. And then like, it was like, basically once the cake was baked and she soaked it again in wine, you know what I'm saying? So it was like some tipsy cake. It's like some real nice, it was edibles before edibles was a thing type of thing, you know? And she would be preparing these raisins and this wine from like new year's day for Christmas that year. You know what I'm saying? So it's not like, like mind you, Christmas just ended new year's, Eve, all the big bashes ended, and then my grandma, you know how, like, on January 1st, everyone's, like, doing black eyed peas, collard greens, blah, 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 you know, my grandmother's in the house preparing raisins and her fruit for her fruitcakes, and don't get me wrong, it's not just for January, because she'll make some cakes for Easter, for Mother's Day, you know, she might make, um, it's like that just really depends but I know like it's the big ones like Easter Mother's Day you know Father's Day but then she may do something like for Fourth of July or if it's something big like I don't know a wedding or something she'll do those cakes throughout the year then she's leading up to Thanksgiving and Christmas with her cakes so I'm like well I think I come from a long line of women that prepare maybe all year (laughs) for Thanksgiving you know but um, maybe it's not just my family. I do believe that we as women, we are preparers. Like we like to prepare to some degree and, you know, prepare and make sure, you know, everything's nice, everything's in place. Like we have like, um, even if we can't control it 100%, you know, at least we have an ideal of what you want to do or the direction you want to go in, blah, blah, blah. So I feel like, yeah, it's never really too soon in my opinion. Now, am I going to be buying food in July for Thanksgiving? No, of course not. But I think that um, November 1st, I'm starting to prepare for the menu. Like, hey, what am I going to be thinking about for Thanksgiving this year? Because I want to do something different. And I always try to keep it different. You know, like one year we did, um, there's a Jamaican restaurant out here. Well, it's a Caribbean restaurant. I don't know if it's like 100% Jamaican, but it's Caribbean. The food is definitely good. Called Jerk Hut. And, um, you know, jerk hut, they have like, who the best jerk chicken, like they smoke it on in the smoke cause out back is crazy, but out in Tampa and they was like, yo, we jerking turkeys 
you know what I'm saying? So me and Colossal got jerk turkey one year and they like gave us the rice and peas. Like we had so much food that we had like had to freeze food and we was just giving food to people. Like take it, take it home and just put it in the oven. And people's corners like, yo, this is like a home cooked meal. Like what? I'm like, yeah, you know, because we didn't want it to go bad. So this is what we was doing like between, you know, Thanksgiving and Christmas. Like say anybody came through, like, oh, take a plate, you know, because we had mad food of turkey. But it was some of the best turkey. One year, you know, and this was probably when I first moved to Florida. I was like, oh, you know, I'm not really cooking like that. We don't really know anybody. I'm not going to have nothing big. It's just us. But I want to try something different. Because like I said, I always try to try something different. So one year I did try like the Publix Thanksgiving um, thing. And they had some interesting sides, I can say, or whatever. But it wasn't like, oh, you know, knock you out. But it wasn't bad either. Especially like, say, if you're on a budget, and you're like, okay, I need to keep it simple, but I still want to have a traditional Thanksgiving for my family, but I know that, you know, the budget can't exceed X amount, you'll be perfectly fine with the Publix Thanksgiving dinner. And if you're just like, hey, I don't want to do a whole lot of, you know, sides, like I'm preparing everything, chopping and cutting, chopping and cutting, I'm going to get the bird and the sides from Publix, and then I can do my other sides, or I can do another entree, you know, another meat dish for whatever the case may be. So, yeah, Publix was good one year, and then, um, I'm trying to think where else did we go? I don't know. So, this year, so I was just thinking about the menu yet. Now, I haven't, I'm still having a couple of toss-ups, you know, like I'm still doing some research to see exactly what I want to do for Thanksgiving, because I do want it to be different. I do have an ideal, though, like I think what I want to do, but I don't want to say it just yet. I want to keep it hush-hush for right now. And because, you know, I also have the Instagram Kalini Wings, which is 99.99% about wings and sauces that I eat, that people send me for review, like different restaurants that I go to and I review their food or whatever, but... With me, I think I probably told you guys before that, um, like when I do a lot of travel or whatever, I like to keep it simple and just keep it simple to eat chicken wings or fish, depending on where I'm at. But sometimes, you know, like say, I don't know, I get leery of different things. You know, I've been to a place, you know, and then come home and had the worst case of diarrhea because the water, like the difference. I Like when I was there, I was fine, you know, good to go. So that was like one of my, and I was like, I was young, you know, that was like one of my first experiences to let me know like, oh no, you got to be a little bit more vigil. So sometimes you can't really eat the fish everywhere because that's my theory anyway. I don't have no proof in this or whatever, but um, yeah, so you know, I just try to keep it simple and sometimes I feel like chicken wings are good and I can't even lie. Sometimes I have to be like, it's a salad for me because... I don't know. I don't know about the the meat here. You know what I'm saying? And I'm not saying I've been to any really weird places because I can't lie. Or maybe I'm just too greedy. But I really have been to some really, you know, interesting places and had some amazing food. You know, 90% of the food would have chicken involved. I can't lie. I don't really eat. I don't eat pork at all. That's like a zero tolerance. And then I, um, not often, but I'll sometimes eat beef, you know what I'm saying? So that's cool and everything. But like, for example, I'll eat oxtails, you know what I'm saying? I love oxtails and it'll be like around the holiday time, you know what I'm saying? Like around this time of year, I'll eat oxtails because to me, I feel like it's a, if you're looking for a beef or whatever, it's an expensive meat, you know, and it's a nice decadent meat, but you can't eat that every day. Like me anyway, I don't feel like I can eat that every day, but you know, still nonetheless, I do love the way it tastes and I'm not going to not eat that <laughs> if I get an opportunity, especially around the holiday times. So, um, yeah, you know, just all that type of stuff is what we think about. Like, you know, because this, just look at that. I just went to a whole, you know, rampage and tangent because, you know, what's the name of the show? She Can Talk. I went to a whole tangent about why I eat chicken wings or whatever. But on my Clean Eat Wing page, you know, I'm trying to expand that is what I'm trying to say on my Clean Eat Wings on Instagram, I should say. I'm trying to expand it by um, doing a little bit more reviews. I did a couple of reviews earlier this year, 
and um, they were really successful, and I got, you know, really good reception, and it was fun. Colossal did it with me, and um, so I said, you know, we're going to try some things from a different perspective. Another thing also that inspired me was, of course, this recent BTR Today um, at Home performance that I did. So I was like, wow, we're, like, so capable of doing so much. You know, like, right now, I'm doing the podcast. You know what I'm saying? Like, we record from home. We run the label from home. Like, we do a lot. You know what I'm saying? So I'm not saying, like, hey, let's add another facet and put the kitchen online, you know, but at the same time, it's like, let's expand on cleaning wings. So I said, I think I'm going to do a Thanksgiving special or Thanksgiving like review on whatever I choose to finally select right now. I'm kind of down to three, but I don't want to give you the three suggestions yet. You know, I'm still doing a little bit of research because I don't want at the same time ruin my Thanksgiving, you know what I'm saying? Like for myself or my family, but mainly for myself. Cause like I told you, I'm greedy, you know? So I don't want to be like getting something and I'm like, ah, first bite, I don't like this. And then now I have to torture my way through 80 days of turkey that I don't like or whatever that I don't like, you know what I'm saying? So, and I'm trying, I'm trying to keep the portion small because like I said, it's, um, really just colossal myself and, um, the dog Marley, you know, so. And Marley, he eats like he thinks he's human. I don't know why, but yeah. So I don't want to um have a whole whole lot of stuff. You know what I'm saying? I do have some um you know family members that'll come over. So maybe like in the days after Thanksgiving, I might be able to, like I said, give out some plates or whatever. But who knows? So I don't know yet what I'm gonna do yet. So I don't know if I really want to have like a whole lot of food and be lugging out food because these are COVID times, man. Like who really wants to be? you know, taking people's food. I don't know. That's my opinion anyway, but I could be wrong. You know, she can talk like, why do I always spend like about 20 minutes rambling about something like <laughs> this week? I'm like chicken wings. So yeah. And turkey menu, but yeah, Thanksgiving's coming up now that we're over elections. I'm happy that everyone made it through safely. I was seeing some of the like manic shit online where people were like, Oh, it's going to be, you know, race wars. It's going to be riots. It's going to be segregation again, all this type of stuff. Right. And I was like, this is crazy because you know, I don't know, but I will pose just one question. We had a black president for eight years. We had a black president. There wasn't any race wars and, and riots. I'm just saying, thank God. I don't, I'm not here to debate what he did or what he didn't do or any of that stuff. But I'm just saying, if anyone should have been angry about race and whatever the case may be, you know what you think it would have been more inflamed when we had a black president? Okay, so I digress from there. But that's what I want to say about that. Like, I really am happy that, you know, we're kind of over the election and over the scares and over that stuff. And hopefully we can get back to normalcy. You know, and also I want everyone to get back to awareness of it is still a freaking virus out here. Everyone's just like, like, oh, it's just a little flu. But is it really? We don't really know what's popping off with it, you know, and everyone wants to run and, um, oh, line up to get this vaccine. I think everything's going to be good. Like, you just don't know. Like, it's just crazy times that we have to do our research and really um take a step back, you know what I'm saying? And then look at, you know, what you need to do for not only yourself, but your family and for self-preservation and familial preservation during these times, you know? So that's the type of stuff that I be pushing, I should say, and um talking about because it's, it's kind of crazy times, you know? So... During these crazy times, why not lighten it up with a good Thanksgiving menu? So that's what I say about that. You know what I'm saying? Like, think about something nice. And then um, what I will do is probably all within the same, you know, probably the week after Thanksgiving. I'll put up the uh, whatever I reviewed it on or whatever I decided on. And I'll share with you all. And then, you know, maybe hopefully some of you all will share your Thanksgiving ideals with me or what you have done if you did something different did you just keep it traditional did you not cook at all and just order fast food like what did you do you know what i'm saying so i would definitely love to hear about that because we are leading up to thanksgiving and i know you were like clean slow down you got like 15 days before thanksgiving and here you are still talking about what are we eating and what did y'all eat yeah i'm just saying i will hit you up again about that but for right now i just wanted to say to y'all like you know 
is it too soon to be thinking about Thanksgiving menus or how soon is too soon? Like for me, I think November 1st is a good time to start getting your menu together, especially, and to me, if you know you're having a large family or if you already do have a large family or if you know you're going to have a large gathering, you might have to give yourself two months to prepare for that Thanksgiving meal. Like, let's be honest. You can't just like, oh, I'm going to slap this together, slap this together. You're going to have to get a head count. You're going to have to find out what's going to be what, what's going to, you know what I'm saying? And it gets a little bit more deeper into it. So I personally think like if it's just regular family and like the same, just, you know, you who's in your house, like, hey, we're just going to have a Thanksgiving and I want to try something different. I think November 1st is a good day to start. Not not saying like go grocery shopping on November 1st. No, that's not what I'm saying. But you can start doing your research. Like, what do I want to try? What did, you know, because I think that holiday time is a perfect time of year to try a new pastry recipe or a new recipe or maybe try something that you've tasted at a restaurant you're like you know I want to replicate that for my family you know what I'm saying or you know like for guests or whatever so I think holiday time is a perfect time to experiment but not to make it your first experiment if you know what I'm saying so like for example if you knew you wanted to do a certain type of I don't know glaze for the turkey or ham depending on if you eat ham I don't eat ham but you know some people glaze your ham I guess and this is not like something you normally do like oh I have a reduction and did it and you gotta spurn it like maybe it's just like your ham comes pre-glazed I don't know how hams come I'm just saying so you're trying something different and then you put it up there or you burnt it a little bit or you missed something on the mark and then now it's just ruined the ham and the whole entire family is looking at you like really really ma you ruined the ham <laughs> you know what I'm saying or you ruined the turkey so I don't want it to be like that and I wouldn't suggest trying your first experiment actually on Thanksgiving but maybe you can try a few pieces of the recipe that you're going to put together for that day prior to so that way you can say okay well I knew this gravy was a little salty or a little you know needed more salt last time so I'm going to Maybe I could measure out a little bit more here or do a little bit less there or, you know what I'm saying? So it'll be perfect for that day. You know what I'm saying? That's what I think. But I'm not going to bore you and keep you on about Thanksgiving. We still have about two more weeks and I will be back with whatever I cook and I will share that with you. But what I want to get into, because like I said, I'm almost at the 30 minute mark at this point talking about food. I am so greedy, gals. Oh my goodness. And I mean, y'all, I'm like, gals. <laughs> thinking about food I'm gobble gobble but anyway back to me she can talk what I've been thinking about um it's not even about what I've been thinking about so I guess um I always tell you guys to reach out to me and like let me know you know what you're thinking about what you're doing and then maybe we can engage right so I told you guys about Lovecraft Lovecraft is not only big like I think when I did my episodes I don't think a lot of people was really like familiar with the show or like up on it like I had like literally about maybe a handful of people like yo I'm watching that and then I had like double that saying yo your um episode was interesting now I'm gonna go look for the show you know what I'm saying and then watch it after the fact and then I just had people like oh my god you know and even still to like yesterday somebody sent me a meal like I thought of you when I saw this talking about Lovecraft so I brought Lovecraft to their attention so some of the people that I guess you know I've this, you know, listen to my podcast here, inviting me to join a group on Facebook, which is called like the Lovecraft country. Right. And it's a totally hilarious group. The reason why I say it's a totally hilarious group, because they invite new people every day. And this group has uh, over a thousand people already involved, you know, and as soon as a new person asks a question, it's like Slayville. They just go for the neck. Like, you should have already know. Don't ask that question. You should have read all the posts first. And like, dude, you have like 800 posts in here. And I only see the same ones. So, um, I don't know. I just think it's funny. So, I just like to, like, well, it's basically like watching cyber popcorn. Like, eating popcorn and, you know, watching the cyber bullying go on or whatever. Not saying I promote cyber bullying. That was probably the wrong word there. But, you know, the back and forth, I should say. Because it's hilarious. But... What I did like was um, a couple of days ago in the group, someone asked, because that's what they will do, because now that Lovecraft is over, basically it's like a withdrawal. I think Lovecraft sprinkled some crack in the visual somewhere, because I'm addicted. Like, I, I miss Lovecraft, and I know a lot of people out there do too, do as well. And um, shout out to the Lovecraft group that I'm in on Facebook, because I love you guys. You guys are hilarious, you know what I'm saying? But um, at the same time, I know that we all do have a Lovecraft withdrawal, and it's definitely mutual. But 
I will say that in the group somebody brought to the attention or put a post up there. Like I try to suggest that they know like, hey guys, Fargo and I like Fargo, but it's not Lovecraft. You know what I'm saying? I wish it was. I'm always every show I'm like, when's the alien gonna drop? I need the alien to come out the sky or I need something to happen, like but it's not Lovecraft. So anyway, um I did start watching something recently. So when I saw that someone in the Facebook group was like, Hey, has anyone seen The Undoing? I said, Hmm, I do watch that. You know what I'm saying? It's only about three episodes in, but it's a very interesting show. But before I go into the undoing, because I really, I might have to save like a whole episode for that. But before I go into that, I just want to say, I noticed that a lot of the content that's been recently on TV or like on streaming platforms, because I really don't watch TV per se. Everything is just streamed for me. But um, a lot of things, that, a lot of the content that I'm seeing or consuming or watching just available as of lately there's a lot of women you know empowerment a little women protagonists women main characters you know a lot of like women superheroes you know just dynamic women or you know women in dynamic roles that's probably more of a powerful word now i'm not saying the undoing is in this category i'm not saying that but it is still she is nicole kidman and it still is she is in a dynamic role you know but um the story itself is yet to be seen as far as that. But um, it just made me think about, like, women. Like, for example, you know, with Lovecraft, there was, like, an underline of several different stories pertaining to women. You know, like Christina being a, a white woman in a white man's world. You know, Ruby being a black woman just trying to get a piece of American's pie. You know what I'm saying? And it was, like, Letty struggling to find herself because she was clearly, like, you know, a mixed woman. Then it was, like... um. Hippolyta, who was, you know, trying to find herself within the parameters of her relationship and her being the matriarch of her family, you know. Then it was Dee, who was like, I don't have guidance. I don't even know how to do this because all the women around her are lost and trying to find themselves, you know. So that circle. Then bring it back around to, like, P-Valley, okay. I haven't really talked to y'all about P-Valley, but P-Valley was such an amazing show that I don't think a lot of people have seen it, right? Because I think a lot of people thought, oh, strippers, poles, hoes, no. It is by far not, okay, Anyone who thinks that, um, and shout out to Katori Hall, shout out to, um, Nico, AKA, well, I'm, I'm shouting you all like I know y'all, but I feel like I do cause I just love y'all, but shout out to Uncle Clifford, AKA Nico, shout out to, um, Brandy Evans, AKA Mercedes, shout out to, um, you know, just all of them over there, you know what I'm saying? Shout out to Jay Fonz, Jay Alfonso, who plays Lil Murder. Shout out to Showtime Brando, who plays... It's like all of the cast over there are amazing at P-Valley, okay? And they did such an amazing season one that I'm like, ugh. And then I thought about it earlier tonight before I started doing this podcast. I was like, you know, women are leading the way with content, you know, in 2020. In every facet of 2020, because, um, for example, we know Lovecraft Country is Misha Green. That's Misha Green's baby. And, you know, Jesse has J.J. Abrams and Jordan Peele, executive producer. They basically, you know, gave her the green light to do what she do and use do her magic, sprinkle her magic. And she did. Then she had a, she lined up a cast of this powerful women. Then um, we can't forget Issa Rae. You know, we cannot forget Insecure because that came in, you know, she dropped movies, you know, so much stuff, signed artists to her ra- her radio record label, in addition to dropping Insecure, like, season four, I think it is. If it wasn't season four, I apologize, but I do think it was season four. Forgive me. It's a lot of content. But then, um, you know, just to bring it up, then we have, um, so I said Lovecraft, Lovecraft Country, then P-Valley, that's Katori Hall. Just like Misha Green, Misha Green is to Lovecraft, Lovecraft Country what Katori Hall is to P-Valley, okay? And a lot of people think like, oh, P-Valley, that's strippers in the strip club with a gay dude. Uh-uh, nobody wants to see that. No, 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 no. So much art in it, you know, and so much stories of being a woman. There's so much stories of like the ups and downs of being a woman or being a woman, I should say. Right. So seeing just different facets of it. So here we are. It brings me up to the undoing. OK, so I had to kind of give that segue into what I wanted to say about this show before I go into it or whatever. But um, I thought it was pretty interesting. Right. And then, you know, I do watch like um, 
different bloggers, different podcasters on YouTube that do reviews on different things just because I want to see if what I'm doing or what I what piques my interest is piquing other people's interest, you know? So I don't do it to like I don't sit here like I told you. I look at I do too, I do a lot. You know what I'm saying? So I really don't have a lot of time, honestly, these days to sit here and go through a lot of breakdowns. But like say the other day I was like, you know, taking a break, had some lunch. As I'm throwing YouTube and you know, while I'm eating and just catch them real quick, like a quick twenty minutes or whatever, something. And it was this um blogger talking about the um the undoing. And then as she was talking about it, she was and I love her too. I'm gonna um get her name next time and if I don't I probably will put this in the link somewhere here but she was pretty good too I love her whenever I catch her like she'll pop up on the YouTube and I'm like ah I do just subscribe to her because she's good and that's so terrible but I actually started subscribing to her because of Lovecraft Country but anyway so she was like the undoing girl this is crazy blah 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 and I was like okay so I'm not bugging because I watched all three episodes and I'm like no one's talking about this show this is pretty interesting you know but I can see why a lot of people wouldn't just jump on it as of yet so for example um you know a lot of my content that I've been not my personal content but a lot of my content that I've been consuming or looking at I should say and sharing with you all has been mainly around African-American characters like P-Valley like um of course, Lovecraft Country, but that's not to only say that it's an all black cast because both P Valley and Lovecraft Lovecraft Country has characters, main characters that are not, you know, that they're white or whatever, or Caucasian or whatever you want to call it, right? So it's not like a I've just watched black shows or whatever. It just just so happens that the characters on these shows were black, but um, the Undoing is, I want to say it's Hugh Grant. Cause he's a little older now, so it's throwing me. But I want to say it's Hugh Grant and Nicole Kidman, and they're playing husband and wife, and they're like a rich couple in Manhattan, and um, they have a son, and they live like an extremely rich life. So the whole point of it is like she's like a psychiatrist, he's a um an oncologist, like a cancer doctor, and you know he's famous for healing patients. And let me tell you what made me start watching this show because once again, content with women. I saw, I don't know, sometimes, you know, the TV just be on, you know, and I'm like in the kitchen cooking or I'm cleaning up something or I might be working on something and I just need a little noise in the background. So I'm like, okay, you know, as I'm, you know, doing this, I'm going to go ahead and just put the TV on, you know, just for whatever. So it caught my attention. So I said, let me sit down and watch this. looks good. And it was about a lady who was conned. She was a rich lady in Manhattan from a prestigious family, prestigious background, but she, I think either worked in law or, um, I really want to say she was like an entertainment, like she was like in news or something, you know, and she was going to marry a famous oncologist, a cancer doctor. So I was like, oh, so when I saw the whole premise of this show, I said, I wonder if this is about that lady. Cause that was like a true, like it was like investigative discovery or something crazy that I just put the TV on when I was like doing laundry or something. And I was like, Oh, let me see what, what is this talking about? Is New York lady talking about, she was swindled out of millions. What is this? So it talked about a lady who's going to get married and just whisk off her feet. So that posed a question to me, like, wow, you know, in this day and age, like, you know, and now you're saying day and age, because when you feel, you know, an emotion or anything, it can, it can cause us to do crazy things, you know what I'm saying? So I'm not here to judge and say, like, anyone's wrong, anyone is this. But I do say, like, um, ultimately, the end of that story, not to, like, you know, ramble or whatever, but the real-life documentary I was watching, the lady was able to, like, not get her money back but get justice in the end for her situation. And that's what kind of segued me into watching the Nicole Kidman show on HBO called The Undoing because I said, wow, this is interesting it's like such a parallel story or like a similar story. I wonder if it's inspired by that true story. I don't know because it's a very hell of a crazy story. You know what I will say to this, like if you watch Lovecraft country, don't expect aliens or nothing like that. But, um, if you're a woman, I don't care what race age, you know, whatever the case may be. But if you're a woman in a relationship dedicated, you know, watching this, 
show would throw you into a tailspin. So I guess that's why it's called the undoing. So I'm trying to figure out what the undoing is. Like, is it the undoing of her mind? Is it the undoing of her marriage? Is it the undoing of her perception of her reality? Like, I'm still trying to figure it out. But um, it's crazy. It's like Nicole Kidman is this, like, very prestigious psychiatrist in Manhattan. She has a very prestigious you know, cancer curing doctor husband and, you know, they send their their kid to the school that the tuition is $500, no, excuse me, $500,000 a year. I repeat, they send their kid to a school, a private school in Manhattan, and the tuition is $500,000 a year. This kid better come out like Einstein. That's all I'm saying. But um, anyway, so very prestigious. You know how it is. Very prestigious life. Very prestigious, long, old money family type of scenario. So the doctor husband, perfect husband. So like the scene opens up, perfect husband, perfect everything. And I'm not going to go into it. I might do another, you know, it just really depends on how good it gets to me. So far, three episodes in is very interesting. But um, it just made me say like, you know, this year is very interesting because it's showing so many different facets of women you know so it's like I think like as if you're not a black woman you can take a peek into what black women had to go through or currently go through by looking at Lovecraft Country in a weird way and also looking at P-Valley you know what I'm saying because a lot of people be like oh no I'm not a stripper it's not really about the stripping at all because like one girl her mom Mercedes her mom was a pastor you know and she's in a church trying to get an opportunity to basically have the lead sermon on a Sunday. Like that's it just one Sunday and they won't give it to her, but they can stay constantly insist and like basically bully her to make sure the tides come in and make sure money is up for the building fund. So why use like you're pimping me out for my building fund, you know, my, my arm um, connects to money, but you won't be let me preach because I'm a woman, you know? So you see that facet and it wasn't just stripping and, you know, titties and ass or whatever, even though it was titties and ass in there, I'm not going to, it's a strip club, it's a strip club show and just be a pulling your grown people pants and, you know, just, you know, all this, you go crazy. Cause I can't front, I watch P Valley and it's like a freaking party. You know what I'm saying? Every time I put that shit on, I fucking missed the show already. I want season two already, but, um, I like it because it shows different facets of what different women go through. So you may not be a woman with kids, but here goes a woman with kids in an abusive relationship, and she still has to put a smile on her face and come in here and do her job. You know what I'm saying? You may not be um, a lesbian, but here goes a girl in a lesbian relationship that her mom kicked her out the house, so now she's trying to get money to go to nursing school. You know what I'm saying? Like so many different facets of what people go through as humans, you know, but from a woman perspective, like different women that you probably really wouldn't hear their story from, you know, like you really wouldn't, I don't know, I say you want to hear their story, but yeah, you wouldn't want to hear their story. I think there's no other way to put it. You know what I'm saying? Like you really want to want to hear their story because I think as a woman, our voice get lost at times, you know what I'm saying? Like people are like, oh, you know, oh, she's complaining, she's whining, she's this, she's that. And like, no, we bring a lot to the table. We conduct a lot of business, a lot of successful business, and we can bring a lot of people together as, you know, women. So I, I is this episode is really just about that, like the power of women, because I feel like um, in an interesting way, subliminally, the content, if you kind of look around, look at content with open mind at all content, even the show that I really didn't get into, so I won't go into it, but it was another show on HBO that I actually tried to um tried to binge one day I was giving myself a little self-care Sunday like I'm gonna binge and do nothing type of thing and I just couldn't get it so I had to get up and start doing some stuff like, okay I can't get into it but it was a show about a girl who was trying to find her sexuality in not only a foreign country but feeling foreign within her skin and foreign within her family because it's like she comes from a traditional straight-laced mother-father family that, you know, wouldn't really accept her decisions or what she's considering. But that show is called We Are Who We Are or something like that. Or We Are What We Are. And that's also on HBO. But yet again, it's about a main character that's trying to find her way. You know what I'm saying? So I've been noticing that lately and I, and I love it. So kudos to like 
anyone out there in Hollywood, Netflix land, you know, streaming land, whoever's the executives out there that is like giving green lights on these shows. Another show. Um, well, it really wasn't a show. It was a movie that I was had the pleasure of watching a couple of weeks back. Once again, women content, women creators was, um, the 40 year old version which is like not virgin, but it's like a spin on it by saying virgin. Like this is the 40 year old version of me versus the 20 year old version of me. And, um, it was a show, it was a movie, I should say about a girl. And I don't really remember her real official name, but I know her name is Rodimus prime. So shout out to Rodimus prime. But, um, it was about a woman that said, Hey, you know what? I, I wanted to be a playwright. I am a playwright, but I'm not successful. I'm still struggling to pay the bills. You know, I'm teaching. This is not working. I want to rhyme. I'm just going to change my career up and just rhyme and just, I do poetry anyway. I want, this is how I'm going to express myself. And she made that decision at 40 years old and her friends are like settled into their jobs. You know, some of them are thinking about getting married or thinking about buying houses. And she's like, oh, girl, I'm trying to just make sure the lights is on next month. You know what I'm saying? Type of thing. So she was on a different playing field of in life, but at the same time, maybe the playing field that she was on wasn't a wrong one. You know what I'm saying? Like maybe it was hers to be had. And who, who is there to tell you your story? Like who's to say like, you can't be 40 in rap. You know what I'm saying? Who's to tell you that you can't be 40 and say, I want to change my profession. I've been doing this for 20 years and this is not me. I have fun doing this and I enjoy doing this, you know, and rap or whatever it is. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I'm noticing that, like I know with women, it tends to get a lot of, it tends to be a little bit more, risky or it appears to be risky to make drastic changes in our life even like cutting your hair or you know dyeing your hair like it's like a drastic change because everyone's used to familiar familiarity and comfort you know like your mom you want your you want your mom to look the same way you see her you know and um your girlfriend you want your girlfriend to look the same way when you met her you know, like stuff like that. And and then your sister, you need to look the same way she's been. That's always been your little sister. And I'm just saying like, not, and I, when I say this, I'm not saying that this is a man to woman perspective. It's just how, you know, it's hard for women to kind of make a change drastic, you know, drastically, you know, even though I'm not saying that we don't do it, we should do it. And I encourage us all to do it. And I'm not saying like, oh, if because people don't want you to change or they want you to look familiar, you should do it. And I think that's what I'm saying. Like the content that's been on TV or on available for streaming lately has been kind of putting that pushing that message. And I like it. You know what I'm saying? But with that being said, I think like, for example, I named several different layers of women just now and, and content that's been out there. I don't know per se if it's a man or woman or whoever is in charge of the show. I don't know if they're black or white or whomever, but The Undoing on HBO is a very good show with Hugh Grant and Nicole Kidman. It's going to throw you into a tailspin. I'm still trying to figure out what The Undoing is. Like I said, I think it's The Undoing of her mind because um, ironically, she's a psychologist or a psychiatrist or whatever. And um, it's a murder. I don't want to give you too much, but it's a murder and, you know, one way or another, her family or someone in her family is involved and they're trying to get to the bottom of it. But um, I'm going to leave it at that right now. But what I want to say is a part that, that I want to expand on is like um, even from her side, from on the side of the, the story, she's like ultra super rich, comes from long school, old school money. Like you, you tell her dad's apartment is like a mansion apartment in Midtown and it probably costs like billions of dollars, you know what I'm saying? At least, I, I would say at least 50 million. Like it's, you know, one of those type of situations. So they have money, like money's not a thing, you know what I'm saying? But for them, um, but she's still a woman, you know, and women regardless of whatever. And I think that's one of the things that this story is telling you, like regardless if they you have the money or not, or if you have um, access to the luxuries or the opportunities or not, if you, um, you know, still, it's still going to be trying in some situations and you still have to, you know, give yourself a little bit of sensitivity and time because for women is a little bit different is what I'm trying to say. I don't really like kind of like know where I want to go with it because I don't want to be a spoiler alert for the undoing. There's only three episodes and it's not like the show is done. So you still have time to catch up on it. But, um, just imagine you dedicate yourself to a man. I'm gonna put it like this from a woman's perspective to give you some idea. Imagine you dedicate to you, yourself to your man. Like you're like, yo, we, we're on cruise control. Like we live a good life. Our kid is good. We good, whatever. Boom, boom, boom. And then out the blue, like this little 
random young girl, like when you say young girl, like you might be 40, she might be 30. You know what I'm saying? Not like young girl, like she's 16 and nothing crazy, but you know, she may be 10 years younger. You know what I'm saying? You might be 50, she might be 40, whatever the case may be, right? But this younger person or younger woman latches on to you. It's like she becomes obsessed with you. She's like in your face, making you uncomfortable, making you feel like, damn, is this bitch trying to fuck me type of thing, right? And you don't know how to take that. So then you still go about your day, you still go about everything. And then one of the, like, last times you see her was, like, at a banquet because her kid goes to your school, very weird stuff. And you see her at the banquet. I'm kind of giving you going into the story. I don't really want to go into the story. But what I'm just saying, imagine you are in a good relationship. And then out the blue, this woman appears. And she's unnerving to you. Then she gets killed in the same time frame that you meet her. Not saying like you meet her and she dies in front of you, nothing like that. But you meet her maybe like a week or two later, she she gets killed violently, right? But the the situations or the time frame and the actions leading up to that were very interesting and very peculiar, and involves you and your family directly or indirectly in some kind of way, right? So now she's like looking for solace or seeking solace from her husband because he's, you know, her rock. He's a doctor. He's a professional. He's caring. He's loving. His patients love him. Families love him, et cetera. And she's looking for her husband and can't find him. So you imagine you've been with your husband for years and then some random woman that just kind of made you feel uncomfortable for the last two weeks ends up getting killed violently. And then you just want to tell your husband like, hey, man, this is crazy. Remember that crazy day I was telling you about? And you can't even find him now. And then now you start looking around like, wait, what? what? And then the next couple of episodes is like the undoing, I guess, of her life. I think I answered my own question. It was like the undoing of her life. Like everything that you thought was real wasn't real. Everything that you thought was true isn't true. And you look like the only one that didn't know. Like, seemed like everyone around you knew, you know? So it shows me, in my opinion, like, it's giving you, like, a different side. Because, like I told you, I saw that documentary with the lady from Midtown that literally could have been the inspiration for this episode, this show, this series that Nicole Kidman's on, where she got conned by her cancer curing fiance who conned her out of money instead, you know? But, um, yeah, you know, I thought like, damn, so a lot of those women go through that, you know, they're prey too, they're easy prey as well, because women are women, we're emotional, we're caring, we just want to be loved, we just want to be in a nice, comfortable relationship, like secure and safe, and we're going to give you what you need, you know what I'm saying, like, we're going to make sure home is good, and, um, yeah, you know, so you can still fall victim, so that's what I'm saying, it's like, you can still be, you know, um, prey or easy target or viewed as an easy target, you know what I'm saying, and so I'm like, I'm noticing that how they're giving you, like, struggles from all levels of life pertaining to women, from the hoods of P Valley and Chuckalisa up to the mansions of Fifth Avenue with um old girl on the undoing. I'm just seeing how it's all playing out in between. It's like a plethora of women telling their stories. And I love that. And you know, so that's what I just really want to kind of say about that. So the group on Facebook was like, who's seen the undoing? And I was like, girl, I seen the undoing. I like it, blah, blah, blah. So we went to like a little thread there about it in um, the actual Lovecraft group, which I was kind of happy to break up that monotony because, you know, although I love Lovecraft country, Misha Green has not said anything about season two. So I'm not going to sit here and argue with people about uh, a limited series that we have no control over creating a season two. And you're going to just like slay and drag every new person that comes in there to, you know, to network and meet people, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's what it's about. And it feels like you just stepped into a den of wolves. So I was happy to see that the monotony got broken up and um, people was able to say, hey, let's talk about something different. And he talked about the undoing. And it made me think like, yeah, that's another good show. And I see why the, you know, same Lovecraft audience would like the undoing because it's yet another woman's story. Crazy as it is, is yet another crazy ass story that you're like, you know, this can happen to anyone. Even though Lovecraft, I feel like that about Lovecraft. You could watch that and be like, yo, this shit can happen to anyone. And you'd be like, the aliens, all this other stuff. Not say, because, you know, I keep on saying aliens and it was really not no aliens, but it was so much like supernatural and um, Lovecraft. You know what I'm saying? So when I say that, I'm saying like, not that, but the history of it. Like, you know, feeling the way 
Hippolyta felt, feeling the way Ruby felt, you know, feeling the way Nicole Kidman feels in The Undoing, you know, feeling the way Issa Rae feels when, felt, what Issa felt when she found out that Lawrence got the girl that she, he dated for a limited series on their breakup pregnant. You know, like all these different stories. I'm just like, this is a year of fucking stories. Let me go into Insecure real quick. What was very impactful this season about Insecure for me. Shout out to Issa Rae. I'm not going to keep you long, but I just wanted to say, you know, to say like, shout out to all the women that are creating content. I want to throw myself in that bucket as well, because as a female MC, you know, and not only that, so, you know, I want to venture out and do this podcast and this content that I'm bringing to you all. So shout out to any women and, and and I'm not biased just for women, but I just want to kind of put us on a little, you know, give us a little hand clap this week. <laughs> Y'all hear that? That's me giving y'all a little hand clap. All the women out there that's creating content, just creating um change and creating a positive vibe for where you at and anyone that comes around you. Shout out to you because it's definitely needed. And, and, and I'm recognizing it and we're not, we're all being recognized right now. But before I, you know, end this out, I just wanted to say about Issa Rae real quick. It was, she had a couple of topics on her show that was so powerful this season. In particular, she had the the discord between her and her friend you know and um the friend molly and you know i guess as they grow older their paths change their interests change their goals change so instead of accepting it and saying hey we're we i still love you but we're growing differently you know it was handled differently it was handled incorrectly so i've been through friendships like that you know what i'm saying where i've been with someone every day like this is my bestie we're hanging out we're going to the mall we're doing whatever like hanging out we're going to get the same haircuts we're going to get the same outfits whatever the case may be this is my bestie but then as you grow up and grow older and responsibility in life changes you know you can't really have those same everyday adventures right so I was able to relate to that, you know, and, and, and at like, I really was on an emotional roller coaster watching this season of Easter Ray. So shout out to Easter Ray for that. But that's what I'm saying. It's like, not just like man and woman content. It's not just about sex and intercourse or whatever. It's about like just the different dynamics of being a woman and what you go through. And then sometimes you might be like, like, for example, Ruby, you know, on Lovecraft or, Oh, white women have it better than us because they white, you know? And then Christina's like, you think so? Let me let you turn, you know, I'm going to turn you into a white woman and tell me how you feel. Now, granted, she did have some good experiences as a white woman, but she also had some bad experiences as a white woman, just like as a black woman. So it made her say to herself, you know what? I like being black. I like being me because I, I'm good with, you know, the life I'm living. So I think that that's what's happening right now. It's like giving us content to make us think, you know, and I think also it's opening us up to, it's opening doors for everyone to take a look into other, each other's backgrounds to some degree. I'm just waiting for like, maybe I should do it. So I won't talk about that. I'll, I'll, I'll save that. But, um, yeah, we need this different content from women and that's out right now and I just like I think it's so dope um so the undoing to me I feel like is just now the opportunity for us to look into like an extremely bougie rich white ladies um fifth avenue life of scandal with her raggedy ass husband <laughs> you know so I would say check out that show and um let me know what y'all think I think there's a little bit more to it I'm not gonna just say like the husband's raggedy and she's an angel I don't know yet I don't know so I will come back and visit that again but shout out to the Lovecraft Country group because they were the ones that um you know made me say let me talk about that this week because I really wasn't even thinking about a show this week I was so hyped off of BTR today which before I leave out of here I'm gonna say to you guys one more time go over to my Instagram MC, and go click on the link in the bio click on my link tree the very first tab up there will say like radio interview that's gonna be the BTR today feature that happened last week Friday got the in-home performance up there for y'all as well check it out we still got Gongoli Vivo popping we got follow me now that's still still trending it's still going crazy. So if you haven't seen that as of yet, shot and produced. So that means the video has been shot by Colossal TV as well as the beats has been made by Colossal TV. So check out Follow Me Now as well. That's 
that's off of La Esmeralda, streaming everywhere in all platforms. And you see what I'm saying? That's it right there. Just to segue back into what I was saying about women creating content. So before I leave out here, I definitely want to say to all of my ladies, where my ladies at? Where my ladies at? Say, hey, because we got to give ourselves a pat on the back. You know what I'm saying? And, and I'm not supposed to talk about for creating content because we are the backbone. We do a lot to keep the world running. We really do. But not only that, to keep ourselves going. We really do. So sometimes you got to say, who's on? Say, you know what, girl? Look in the mirror and say, girl, you did good today. And give yourself a little credit. You know what I'm saying? And I'm just so happy to see that more women voices are being heard in the form of music, first and foremost, in the form of TV in the form of um, podcast or audio. I don't really know what you want to call it, but um, radio. Yeah, there we go. And so I like that, you know what I'm saying? So I want to see more of it. Shout out. I encourage it. And I just encourage us to continue to support each other. So now I'm going to let the men back in. Hey, thank you all for being great supporters of, you know, not only me here, but all of us out here, you know, giving a green light. Like, for example, Misha Green got Jordan Peele and J.J. Abrams. You know what I'm saying? Like, you got this, you got, honestly, Katori Hall got Tyler Perry. You know what I'm saying? I'm not going to say, like, Tyler Perry opened it up. I don't really know the logistics of that, but I do know she recorded it on the compound. Like, she filmed P-Valley in Atlanta on the compound. So, it's like, you know, we have to be allies for each other out there. And I love it. I love seeing that, you know, and seeing that content going up. So, whatever you out there doing, keep doing. I don't give a crap if you're crocheting blankets, girl. Do it your best. Hey, throw some glitter on it. Hey, let's get it, you know. So, I'm not going to hold y'all long because, like I told you, I wasn't even supposed to hold you this long, honestly. But I just could not resist. You know, I cannot, you know, I it's accountability. I got to come back and always touching and checking with y'all, make sure y'all good. Especially after the whole WrestleMania from last week. We just wanted to make sure we were good this week, you know? And, um, feel free. Y'all, you know, you guys hit me up every week and I love it. Let me know what y'all menu, um, Thanksgiving menu ideals are so far and maybe give me some just suggestions. I have three so far that I'm thinking between. I'm not going to do all three. I'm going to do one and I'm going to make like a presentation. That's my goal anyway. So I have three that I'm thinking of, but, um, I'm still open to a suggestion or two. We still got what? 15 days here, 14 days, two weeks. So I'm open to some just suggestions. Ah, I can't get it out. But anyway, we reached an hour because she can talk, you know, and, um, thank you all for listening and tuning in with me. I'm going to end it right here. I'm not going to hold y'all long this evening. And, um, yeah, we're going to go ahead and hand it out from here, but check out the undoing. That's what I'm going to do. Cause I found out that Nicole Kidman sings the actual opening for the intro for the show, the undoing. So that piqued my interest too, because I think that that has something to do with the topic of this story as well. So remember I was telling you, like, I don't know what's the undoing. Is it her mind? Is it the undoing of her marriage? Is it the undoing of what her perception of reality is? I think it's a combination of all three, but then the song she's like, I'm going to play this. I'm going to play. That's what I'm going to do. If I can find it here, because you know, HBO be tight on their shit, but if I can find it, I will definitely throw it in here at the end of this episode for you. So let me go ahead and see if I can find it for you all now. But anyway, if not, sorry, I apologize in advance. I will try to find it for you next time. But um, check that out because it's three episodes in. But I'm telling you, out the first episode, episode out the gate, or I should say out the vagina, and I will leave it at that, like out the vagina, first episode. Check that out. And then um, tell me what you think. Do you, do you, you know, do you think it's a good show or whatever am I just like wasting your time or whatever you tell me you tell me does it give another perspective on a woman's story or am I just bullshit and talking on my ass um tell me how and hit me up and let me know if if what you feel about what I'm saying about women creating content this year making creating good content not just um hey I'm a woman you know rapping or I'm a woman directing but it's really good content being put out by really phenomenal women you know this year. So I'm, I'm proud to be a part of that, but I'm also proud to see it happen and see that it's getting recognized, you know, that we, we're, we're getting here. Hey, so I'm gonna leave y'all on that. You know, me clean, 
Eat Wings, a.k.a. Gongoli, a.k.a. just regular clean on She Can Talk, the podcast here with y'all every Wednesday. You know my motto, y'all. If you like it, tell a friend. If you don't like it, tell a friend. Either way, it's not going to hurt, right? And, um... Yeah, you know, I got a couple of surveys or, you know, a couple of questions I posed to y'all tonight. So hit me up. Let me know what y'all think. And um, we'll chat next week, all right? Until next time, y'all stay safe. Stay blessed. Listen, y'all, I, you know, I seen some people out today just walking around without their masks. And I'm not talking about outside. I'm talking about like, in the store. Please, y'all, stop it. I'm still hearing people getting sick. I'm still hearing people recently getting it in these times. So this is not a time to kind of, you know, I know the election was won, but it didn't win the battle with COVID. You know what I'm saying? So like, let's still be safe there. Wash your hands, you know, take care of yourself, love yourself because you can't love me if you don't love you. Right. All right. Y'all until next time y'all stay safe and stay blessed. Peace. little tree